Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. It's Friday, so it's time for The Life of Riley. This is episode number 185 of The Life of Riley, entitled Babs Quit School. It originally aired on January 24th, 1948. It's new, it's amazing, it's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo with a handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. If Chester A. Riley could have one wish, he'd probably wish he could have a thousand eyes. Then he could keep one eye on his 16-year-old daughter, Babs, and the others on Babs' 999 boyfriends, none of whom, according to Riley, are up to any good. For instance, the other night... Hiya, Dumplin'. The Lord Monster is home. Oh, hello, dear. How is bowling tonight? Oh, for heaven's sake, will you please not put that bowling ball on the piano? Yeah, you're right. The ball might get scratched. Anyway, I'm through with that game. Oh, you lost again. I ain't going to bowl with those guys no more. I don't like their system of scoring. Well, what's wrong with it? Well, they ought to allow something for knocking down a pin, boy. Oh, <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, I think they put too much English on the ball. You see, I hold it like this, and then I pull back my Don't hand. Don't roll that ball. You'll wake Junior. Oh, the uh, kid's asleep already? It's only 9 o'clock. It's so early. Junior's asleep. Babs is out. Out? It's 9 o'clock. It's so late. <laughs> Where did she go? With Simon Vanderhopper. Now, don't start. I thought I told Babs to stay away from that loafer. He is not a loafer. Simon's a nice boy. Uh, some boy. 21 years old. He still blows bubbaloons. Oh. He does not. He does so, and I can prove it. I found his teeth marks on my blowpipe. <laughs> Babs has got to stop seeing him. Oh, for heaven's sake, Riley, be reasonable. After all, a girl needs some companionship. Companionship? That Simon's always broke, so all he can do is take walks. He's not a companion, he's a cocker spaniel. <laughs> well, maybe Babs likes to walk. Likes to walk. There's no place to go at night except the park. And what's there to see there? It's dark. All they can do is sit on a bench. What fun can you have sitting on a bench? <laughs> I'll murder that Simon. Oh, relax. So help me, I'll pick him up by the scruff of the neck like Put this. Put that bowling I'll ball down. right out on his ear. you did. You threw that ball right through the window. Yeah, too much English. Well, good night, Simon. Thanks for taking me to the movies. I don't mention it, Babs. Thanks for loaning me the money. Oh, that Alan lad's a dream. You like him? Like him? Gosh, has he got away with women. <sighs> Well, good night, Simon. Oh, wait, Babs. Uh, would it be? Well, I mean, well, could you? Would you mind I'm if I... I'm not going to kiss you, Simon, so you better go. 
Now listen, Tomato. You'll kiss me or I'll slap you silly. You try it and I'll slap you right back. I guess that Alan lad must be slipping. You better go, Simon. No, no, not yet, Babs. Pretend I'm Alan Ladd. Put your arms around me. Close your eyes. I love you, Babs. I love you madly. Simon, will you go if my father sees you? I defy your father. His opposition to our romance is like an eggshell on the pavement as the steamroller of our love moves forward. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Let's sit here on the porch and finish this bag of popcorn. Uh, oh, I better go in. Simon, my father. Oh, I better go. He'll think he was hiding his hedge here. Okay. Should be around here. Who's that? Oh, it's only me, Daddy. Oh, that. So you're home at last. Where's that no good Simon? Well, he... Oh, he ain't here. It's lucky for him he went home. I want to have a little talk with you, young lady, as soon as I find my bowling ball. Riley, don't catch cold. I won't. Now, let's see. Came out that window, so it must have fallen... Daddy, in... don't go in that hedge. Well, why not? Well... Well, there might be something in it. Some animal. A gopher. Should be here somewhere. Oh, but Daddy, wait. This is my prized bowling ball. I... Hey, I think I got it. I feel something round. <laughs> oh, it flipped away. No, no, I got it. Uh-oh. Oh, it got damaged. It's flat on top. It's all covered with moths. <laughs> Curly moths. Oh, Daddy. Riley, let it go till tomorrow. I can't seem to pull it out. It's attached to something. Wait a minute. I'll get a real grip. I'll put my finger in one of the holes. Ouch! It bit me. Huh? The bowling ball bit me. Oh, don't be silly. Wait a minute. A bowling ball can't bite. Babs, you were right. There is a gopher in there. I'll get my gun. No, no, don't shoot, Mr. Riley. It's me. Simon. It ain't a gopher. It's a loafer. <laughs> Simon, get out of my hedge. <laughs> Daddy, where's Mother? Well, she went out somewhere. Oh, when's she coming back? I don't know, Babs. Why, what's something wrong? Well, no, I just wanted to borrow three dollars from her. Babs, I've told you before, on things like that, come to me. I'm the head of the house. I make the money around here and I'll spend it. Well, then, may I have the three dollars? No, I already spent it. <laughs> oh, oh, jeepers. I hate to miss that concert. Oh, a concert? Well, it's for something mental like that. Okay, honey, here. Oh, thanks, Daddy. You're a honey. I better phone Simon. Okay, you go ahead for... Simon? What's he got to do with it? Well, I'm lending him the money to take me to the concert. <laughs> Not with my money. He ain't gonna make no gigolo out of my daughter. Oh, but he'll pay me back. It's an outrage using my hard-earned dough to support that... that couch slouch. I'm not supporting him. I'm just lending it to him. What's so terrible about that? After all, when you were keeping company with Mother, she loaned you money to take her out. Yes, and she had to marry me to get it back. <laughs> and you ain't going to make the same stupid mistake she did. Oh, I wish you'd let me handle my own affairs. 
After all, I'm not a child. Certainly you're a child. Remember, you're still a schoolgirl. I'm over 16 and I'm entitled to some independence. You can have all the independence you want when you're working and earning enough to support a husband. <laughs> but as long as you're going to school and I'm paying I'll for your... I'll quit school and go to work. Uh, you've been saying that ever since you was in kindergarten. You'll see, I'll quit. No, you won't. Because you're a Riley. And we got a tradition. No Riley ever quit school. They have to kick us out. <laughs> I see here in the paper where the Dodgers are going to train in Florida again this spring. Oh, gee, what a lucky state. Riley, hmm? what'd you say to Babs yesterday? Oh, me? Nothing, just ordinary chitter-chatter. Why? Are you sure? She's threatening to quit school. She is? Well, where'd she get an idiotic idea like that? From you, that's what she says. Oh, me? I never did notice it. Oh, oh, Dad, yeah, can you imagine, Peg? She wanted me to give her money to lend that Simon so he can take her to a concert. Well, what's so terrible about that? Well, I never heard of such a thing. Oh, you haven't, eh? No. Have you forgotten when we were engaged that my father used to lend you money to take me out? That wasn't a loan. That was a bribe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're discussing Babs quitting school. Well, it's... what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Believe me, it's just talk. It's not talk. I found out she's been applying for jobs. No kidding? Yes. Peg, this is serious. How can you say it's just talk? Oh, I give up. Yeah, you, you better let me handle this. I'll talk her out of this nonsense. Where is she? In her room. Now, be careful. Yes, I'll... Be... Oh, first meet at the door, Riley. Yeah, okay. Good evening, Mr. Riley. Simon, you got your nerves showing up here. Ain't you caused me enough trouble? No, there's lots more. <laughs> Our Babs didn't go to school today. What? She took a job downtown. You sure? Yes, her friend Joni told me. She's working. This is all your fault. You drove her to this, borrowing money from her all the time. I know. I could kill myself. Wait, I'll get my gun. <laughs> no, there's a better way out. We've got to make her go back to school. Uh, what are you so worried about? There's more money in it for you if she works. Oh, no. I wouldn't borrow money from Babs now. Uh, her hard-earned money, I got my pride. The only reason I took it before was I knew she got it from you. Oh, well, gee, I didn't realize that, Simon. You got character. You really love Ben. I love her madly. Yeah, come in, darling. Mr. Riley, yeah. you've got to put your foot down and force Babs to go back to school. Well, I don't know. Babs is as stubborn as a mule. I don't know who she takes after. You have to apply psychology. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, Simon. Psychology. Babs is a female, and a female always does the opposite to what you tell her. I'm going to tell Babs she can quit school. Oh, no, no, Mr. Riley. Look, Simon, I know more about psychology than you. I happen to be very psychopathic. <laughs> and that isn't just my opinion. Doctors have told me that. All right, but remember, Mr. Riley, this is your idea. Yeah, you bet it's my idea. And don't you try to take no credit for this. Oh, Riley, did huh? somebody... Oh, hello, Simon. Oh, Peg, Babs didn't go to school today. She's got a job already. Oh, no. Yeah. I knew this would happen. I now, told now, you. Now, don't get excited. Let me handle this. I'll... Babs! Babs, come in here. Now, you've got to be firm with her, Riley. I know exactly what to do. Just watch me. Did you want me, Daddy? Oh, hello, Simon. Hello, Babs. Barbara Riley. Is what Simon says true? Now, wait, Peg. Let me do the talking. 
Babs, uh, what's this about you getting a job? Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Who told you? I meant to tell you. So you, uh, you want to quit school and go to work, huh? I told you I was going to, now, and wait I... wait a minute, wait a minute. I got something to say about that. You want to quit? Quit. Right. Go ahead, quit. I give you permission. You do? For sure. In fact, I insist. Now watch your change, Peg. Oh, Daddy, you're a dream. Now I can call my boss and take the job permanently. You see? It worked like a... Ch All right, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's start over again. Now look well, what you've done. I guess that psychology won't work with Simon, Dad. you and your psychology. This is all his fault, Peg. My fault? But it was your idea, Mr. Riley. I fought against it from the beginning. You didn't fight hard enough. Simon, get out of this house. <laughs> We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Say, Ken, the shampoo of millions is Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Of course, Prell's amazing for two reasons. First, you'll thrill to the radiance of your hair after you use Prell, because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Yes, Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap or soap shampoos. Soft, smooth, and manageable, too. Second, Prell removes embarrassing dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. And that Prell tube, so handy, so easy to use. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. A little makes mountains of lather. So for hair radiantly clean, radiantly beautiful, ask for... P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Riley, do you realize Babs hasn't been to school for two days now? I've talked and talked till I'm blue in the face and she won't listen to reason. Now, you're her father and it's up to you to get her back to school if you have to force her. No, 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 that won't work with Babs. She's a lot like you, Peg, and I can never force you to do anything you don't want to do. Well, what does that prove? You can lead a horse to water, but I can't make you drink. You started this whole thing. You and your, your psychology. Now you sit in that chair helpless. Who's helpless? I'll fix that kid. Help me up, Peg. Get up yourself. Now, where is she? In her room. Well, you, you stay there, Peg. What I've got to say to that girl ain't for a lady's delicate ears. Now, listen, Babs. I got something to say to you, and you better listen careful, because I'm only going to say it once. You're going back to school. No. No? All right, I'll say it again and listen careful, because I'm only going to say it once. <laughs> but, Daddy, what's the point of my going back to school? I'd be through in another six months anyway. You're going back and get your diploma. Believe me, you'll be proud of that sheepskin. Oh, what good's a sheepskin? What good's a sheepskin? It's obvious you ain't never been a sheep. <laughs> It'll help you get a job. But I've got a job, and it's simply wonderful. I don't care. Do you know how much I'm getting? Thirty dollars a week. Thirty? <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. I don't care if you're getting a hundred dollars. There's no future without no education. Believe me, I know. <laughs> but I'm learning the 
business, and in a few years I can go into business for myself, and I can make loads of I money. I don't care if you And do... you won't have to work, Daddy. There'll be enough money for all of us. I don't Mother care if will this... be able to take it easy, and you can quit your job, and I'll buy you annuities. I don't care if you... Uh, annuities? Daddy, this is the chance of a lifetime. But, honey... No, I've got some work to do, Daddy. Yeah, but so you run along. I'll see you later. No, Beth, what... Well, Riley, did you knock some sense in that silly little goose's head? Now, wait, Peg, let's not be hasty. We don't want to kill the goose that's laying them golden eggs. <laughs> Mr. Riley, I just found out... It's you again. On account of you, I'm in this mess. You know, my wife is threatening to leave me. Really? And she won't even take me with her. <laughs> Mr. Riley, I bring bad news. Our Babs is in terrible danger. Danger? You know who she's working for? Well, Powell and Bicker. Well, are they bandits or something? <laughs> They're theatrical agents. Theatrical? Oh, my poor little girl. You know, real sharp characters. When they want to call in a girl who's working for them, they don't press a buzzer. They go... Simon, we've got to get her back to school. You're on the beam, C.R. Now, I've got a plan. Read this. Well, what is it? It's a discharge slip. Uh, Stevenson Aircraft Plant. Chester Riley, effective immediately. Your employment is terminated. Simon. Simon, I'm fired. How can they do this to me? <laughs> Oh, you're not fired. This is a fake. It's a fake? Yes. Now, this is the angle, C.R. Hmm? I got this slip from a friend of mine who works in the personnel department of your plant. But why? Why? You pretend you are fired. This fake slip will convince no, me. No, 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 nothing doing. I don't want no part of this crazy scheme. But, C.R. Shut up, S.V. <laughs> now, beat it. You're a jinx. I listened to you once, and now look at me. I'm in the deepest hole I was ever in. Naturally. They're wearing them lower this year. Who's that? Look behind you. It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, hello, Digger. I didn't hear you come in. People seldom do. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fat. You look horrible. <laughs> One side, Digger. I'm going to throw Simon out. Simon? Yes. I don't recall the name, but I'm sure I saw that face before. No, that was a customer. <laughs> How do you do, Mr. Uh, Hopper? Van der Hopper. Any relation to Gideon Van der Hopper? Yeah, he's my uncle. Know him well. A true blue gentleman. <laughs> Yesterday, I wanted to see the races at Santa Anita, and he got me a box. Someday I'll do the same for him. <laughs> but you seem perturbed, Riley. Yeah, and how? My daughter wants to quit high school. A typical childhood manifestation. I remember when I was a fuzzy-cheeked youngster at good old UGS. University of Georgia State? No, Undertaker's Ground School. <laughs> I, too, wanted to quit, but my daddy made me stick it out until I'd mastered the three R's. Reading, writing, and running after business. But Babs really quit, Mr. O'Dell, and took a job. Oh, this is serious. 
Ivy, you must get the child back to school. I tried, but it's no use, Digger. Well, I've got an idea. Keep quiet, Simon. Riley, let's hear what the lad has to say. I ain't interested. He's dead from the neck up. Yes? <laughs> well, I'm interested. <laughs> well, suppose Mr. Riley pretends he lost his job. Hmm. Then he tells Bab she's got all the responsibility of supporting the family. Hmm. Working is fun for Babs now. But if she thinks she's got responsibility, she'll rush back to school. This lad will bear watching. He seems to have a knack for straightening people out. <laughs> My boy, how would you like to come and work for me? <laughs> I told you it's a good idea, Mr. Riley. Yes, and I'm glad I thought of it. Tomorrow morning, I'll stay home from work and make out I was fired. Capital. Yeah. Now I must toddle along. I'm seeing that new movie. Soul and body. No. no, you you mean body and soul. You, you put the body in the wrong place. I did? Uh, well, that's a good one on somebody. Ho, ho, ho. Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Have you seen your father this morning? It's almost nine. Oh, maybe he left for work already. No, he didn't. Look, here's his coat. Oh. Well, he must have overslept. Oh, I better wake him. Hang his coat up, will you, dear? Okay, Mother. Always leaving things. Oh, wait a minute, Dad. Something fell out of his pocket. Here, put it. What's the matter? Oh, my. Oh, my. Babs, your father's been fired. Fired? Oh, yes. Look, this is his discharge slip. Oh, that's awful. But, but why didn't he tell us? Oh, I guess he was afraid, too. He knew how worried we'd be. Oh, the poor dear. Oh, he must be suffering. We better tell him we know. He doesn't sound like he's suffering. <laughs> Riley, dear. Oh, yeah, Mom. Hmm? Oh, oh. Oh, morning, Peg. Morning, Beth. Morning, Daddy, dearest. How do you feel, sweetheart? Well, I, uh, I, I, I guess you're wondering why I'm still in bed. Well, the fact we, is that... We know, dear. We found your discharge slip. Oh, you know. I was going to tell you. Oh, I, how could they do this to you, dear? Well, you know, it's, it's conditions. A depression. There's no depression now. There's a boom. Well, that, that's what I mean. I, I dropped a sledgehammer on the foreman's head, and boom, there was a depression. <laughs> oh, Riley, you've worked there for Please, years. I, I'd, I'd rather not talk about it. You're right, dear. And don't you worry, you'll get another job. Oh, we'll manage fine, Daddy. Don't forget, I'm working now. Yeah. Oh, my poor little Babs, you're going to have all the family responsibilities on your little shoulders. Oh, you're going to wish you was back in school. Oh, no, I won't. Now there's a reason for my working. Now, Babs, I've had enough of your nonsense. You're going back to school, and that's final. Well, all right, Mother, I'll go back. <laughs> I knew I'd swing it. Oh, that's wonderful. I feel better already. But with Daddy out of work, how will we pay the rent? We'll manage. You bet we will. I'll get a job. Yeah, she'll get a job. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, wait a minute, Peg. You don't have to. Now, dear, I don't want any arguments. But I, I can get a job as a cashier at Reese's Market. Well, if I'm going to school today, I better hurry. Goodbye, Perry. Goodbye, Goodbye dear. <laughs> I told you I'd handle it. 
Then you won't have to take that job. Peg. Now be I... sensible, dear. It's just till you get one. But, Peg, I wasn't really fired. I just pretended so I could get Bev back to school. You did, huh? Yeah. You angel. You're sweet not wanting me to go to work. But, but... Peg, it's the truth. Now stop pretending, dear. For 20 years, I've been able to see right through you. <laughs> you couldn't see through me this time. I'm thicker than I used to be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a trick. That discharge slip is a fake. Oh, like, now stop, it's... Riley. Only a moron would think of a silly trick like that. Now, you see, that proves it's me. <laughs> stop kidding. I know you wouldn't play a cruel, mean trick like this on your own wife. Worrying the life out of me because you know very well that when I found out, I'd... Well, you wouldn't dare. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're so right, Peg. You, you can see right through me. Well, I might as well get up and look for a job. Oh, you can start looking tomorrow. No, right I... now, I'm bringing you breakfast in bed. But, Peg, let me... You get... deserve a rest, you brave dear. Now, what would you like for breakfast, Your Majesty? My what? Well, today I'm treating you like a king. Now, what is your majesty's pleasure? My majesty ain't got no appetite. Just a cup of coffee. Oh, oh come on now. Whoever heard of a king just having coffee? How about some bacon and eggs? Bacon and eggs? Well, okay. And wheat cakes and sausages. I'll force myself. Hello there. Anybody home? That's that pet, Simon. Hi, folks. Say, I just bumped into Bab. I bet you did it on purpose, you beast. <laughs> oh, that's jolly. Well, our little Bab's really going back to school, eh? Oh, yes, at last. Beat it, Simon. Oh, I knew she would. I told Mr. Riley that fake discharge. Now, Simon, the Simon, wait a second. I knew Simon. the minute he pretended Simon, you to be fired, you know she'd go running Simon, back to the school. The king is off at Oh, that was a great idea. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, Simon, you mean that my husband really wasn't fired? Of course not. We framed the whole thing. Chester Riley. Of all the stupid... Riley, where'd he go to? Riley, where are you? Chester Riley, come out from under that bed. Okay, I'm coming. The king is abdicating. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. Wonderfully new, amazingly different. That's Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Mrs. Harlan Rutledge of Los Angeles, California, has this to say about Prell. I just want to tell you how wonderful I think Prell is. My hair has never looked so lovely, so soft and smooth. From now on, I'm using nothing but Prell. Yes, thousands agree. Prell's wonderful for two reasons. Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Leaves hair glowing with radiance. Buy, try. P-R-E-L-L, Pearl Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Pearl Shampoo. Dumplin'. Dumplin', you forgive me. Please say you forgive me. Well, oh, I guess you meant well. All right, I forgive you. But don't you ever try a scent like that again. What possessed you to do such a silly thing? 
Well, it, it was really that Simon's idea. You know me, Dumplin'. I ain't got a mind of my own, so I use anybody's. <laughs> invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff with music by Lou Kozlov. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger O'Dell is John Brown, Babs is Barbara Eiler, and Simon is Warren Mills. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. a man in pole. She washed all the finery on her with wonderful ivory snow. Ah, wonderful ivory snow. A regular beauty bath for blouses, lingerie, and sheer nylons. And your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Prove it. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it's extra kind of fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's the only soap, both ivory mild and in granulated form. Makes suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why. Ivory Snow is so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and lovely lingerie and blouses. Oh, wonderful Ivory Snow. S-N-O-W. This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. And now, don't forget to stay tuned to Ralph Edwards and Truth or Consequences. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next installment of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for a special final, second to the final episode of The Bickersons. Until next time, in the words of the 14th century Persian poet Hafez, stay close to any sounds that make you glad you are alive.